Welcome to Sweaty as Fuck. Hi, I'm Joey, functional nutritionist. And hi, I'm Lucy, sports injury and lymphatic drainage specialist. We are here getting our sweat on in the sunlight and infrared sauna at the Fit Partnership, which is a gym and longevity studio in Wimbledon, southwest London. We are talking all things biohacking, but no nonsense, just easy to understand conversations and tips about what we and others in our community are doing to optimise health to live longer and better. Hi, welcome to episode 21 of Sweaty As Fuck. Super excited this week, not only to be on episode 21, but we have an amazing guest with us, Zora from Hack My Age. But before we get into that, let's talk about last week's Biohack of the Week, which was from Dr. Nicola Conlon. And she actually gave us two biohacks. One was a free one and one was a little bit of money. But um, first of all, the free one was the, the sunlight, which we already do anyway, getting sunlight in the morning to reset the circadian rhythm. Yeah, we do that. We've done that for a, a long time. And it's getting more difficult because we're coming into the winter in the UK now, so it, it's still dark when both you and I get up in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I am waiting for that sun to peak up, and as soon as it, it's there, I'm out on my balcony and probably don't get the full 10 minutes every day but so long as you get that first little bit yeah but I have seen you wearing your sunglasses (laughs) I'm trying I actually really am trying good I am I'm I'm really trying um and the other thing that Nicola suggested was getting your baseline bloods or your levels checked when you're actually healthy because in the UK um we often only get our blood levels checked when we go to the doctor when we're feeling sick Um, But there are lots of tests you can get done to check hormones, um, all sorts of different biomarkers, um, inflammation, uh, absorption levels. Um, In the studio here we stock Omnos, um, which is a really good option. They have a specific male and female one. Um, We haven't actually done that yet, but it's something that we're going to look into. So we will let you know. Jab me up. Yeah, don't jab me up. Hate it. Um, so let's get into it with Zora. Welcome, Zora. Anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you introduce yourself because yes. I don't think you, I don't think <laughs> I can so do you justice. justice to no. be honest. Like no, we are kind of in awe about this. We're a bit fangirling over you. Oh. So um, yeah, um, Zora, can you introduce yourself? Tell the listeners all about you, what you do, and then we're gonna pick your brain about biohacking for menopause. Great. So I'm Zora Benamu, and if you haven't heard from the accent already, I'm I'm American, and I'm American-Ukrainian, so I'm proud of my Ukrainian roots now. People know what that is these days. And I am a gerontologist, which is someone who studies aging and longevity. This is, we look at aging and longevity, not only from a biological perspective, but from a a psychological and a sociological perspective as well. So we take into consideration those things. And I'm also a biohacker, which you guys know, and hopefully the people who are listening know what that is by now. And uh, a nomad. And those are sort of like my my three general uh, descriptions. And, and I've been nomadic for, oh, I've been an expat most of my life, but expo, nomadic meaning I've changed countries between one and four weeks, and I live out of a suitcase since 2018 grounded a little bit because of covid and stuck in spain for a little bit and then now we're my husband and i are both both nomads and actually now our kids are because one 
is graduated, the other one is, you know, his business is, is going well and he can do what he wants. And so we're, the whole family is <laughs> living out of a suitcase. So I get to see a lot of different cultures, see a lot of different people. And I love, ever since I can remember, I've been looking at people, how they age and, and uh, how they're living, how these different social cultural factors affect them. And I've seen, it's amazing at what you see out there. And, and, and you, you, it's the kind of thing where you go, well, I've seen people eating all kinds of diets and they're all thriving. I can't say, oh, just eat this or do that. There are a lot of factors that take in consideration. So now that I'm in the menopause space, I'm 53 now, and I've been podcasting for the last almost three years, and there's been a lot of uh, requests for hormones and menopause because most of my listeners are in that 40s to 60 age bracket and they want to know what's going on they want to know how to prepare for this and so now the at my podcast I have the hack my age podcast uh, it's also at hackmyage.com is where most of my information is there I'm on Instagram and, and Twitter and, and TikTok and and uh, Facebook and all the places and so I started to delve into re requesting guests who can give me more information on menopause. And I've learned so much. And there's so much fear tied around menopause. Yeah, really and we're going to get into the reasons why we don't need to fear that. And, and I've coupled my gerontology background with the biohacking in order to optimize our menopause experience. So that's where I'm at now. And um, I'm just really excited to share what I learned and what I know and, and help dispel a lot of myths and give some truths out there yeah i think there are a lot of myths on there as well and that's i think that's part of the fear really it's like you know that's worked for this person but it hasn't worked for this person how do i know if it's going to work for me and i guess that's so much uncertainty yeah. that people are but on your nomad in your nomadic life which i'm yeah. really intrigued in because yeah. i have <laughs> lived here there and everywhere um have you targeted specific like blue zones and things like that to go and see like how do these people live this way or how do you choose where you go well it depends at the time I was living in Hong Kong when I really started to delve into more aging just more longevity perspective and you were in Hong Kong too, I was, right yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. so you know what it's like yeah. out there when you're out there you 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 tend to travel in those areas and you're because it's yeah. close you yeah. say when am I gonna be here again mm -hmm. so it depends on a lot of factors so when I was looking at it from uh, when I was in Hong Kong, obviously, I was looking, going to many different Asian countries. Now that I'm in Europe a little bit more, now I go to more European countries, just go wherever. But uh, I haven't yet said I'm going to go to all the blue zones. It's been in my mind. Yeah. So maybe I'll do that one day. But in fact, I find people thriving in in all different countries. Yeah. It's okay, they're not pockets of, uh, so in case people don't know what the blue zone is, this is our areas where there are high concentrations of centenarians, people who are living over the age of 100, and people go there to try to understand what are they doing, what are they eating, what was it, their genes, is it something else to, to help us age better as yeah. well. So I really don't care so much about uh, I don't think it's just one secret and one thing and I, I, I just prefer to see people of all different cultures aging who are thriving well and even the ones that aren't I went to Bhutan and evidently the, okay. the, 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 the lifespan there is quite short we can learn 
from them. Yeah. Why is it so short? What's going on there? And it's it's uh, it's not just about looking at those people. And even when I see a person, if you were to study somebody who's a hundred years old and thriving, doing great, and watch what they're doing, what they're eating, personally, I, I want to know what were they doing when they were fifty? What yes. were they doing when they were forty? Because I don't yeah. think they were doing exactly the same things yes. yeah, at a yeah, hundred yeah. that they were than fifty. And nobody's asking those questions. Yeah. Well, we were actually having this conversation yesterday oh. and with Nicola as well, yeah. but specifically yesterday we went to um, a conference on menopause and, and um, we were just saying it's fine everybody being there now, whether in perimenopause or menopause, but actually we should be really thinking about this so much earlier, you know, maybe even in our 20s, our 30s, and now... Mm -hmm what can we do to ease that transition when we actually get there but people aren't I mean well, people the same way with aging yeah we, we want to ease that transition now which is why you and I are biohacking the life out of ourselves yeah. to, try, <laughs> to try to age well and, and you know we not get sarcopenia and, yes. you know, we're, yeah so exactly. we're doing that for that now what you mean is we should be doing that in one we should have started earlier yeah 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 and I think we started pretty early you know we were like mid-30s but actually yes. we probably could have started even earlier you could always you start they, about them like menopause, do you, though, do you at that age no you're not no. thinking about it but it's just I, I think menopause learning about it as early as possible is very important and it and in gerontology we, we understand that aging starts in childhood yeah. and do you know Dr. Walter Longo He's very famous for his studies on fasting mimicking diets and he's reversed aging and slowed aging in mice and he's very famous for that. And he was one of my professors and he even wrote a book called uh, Longevity Starts in Childhood and it's because we know that things that happen, even to your mother, your grandmother, there's mm -hmm. intergenerational um, changes that happen in the DNA. We because your, if your mother went through the Holocaust, even though you didn't go to the Holocaust, the DNA, your your yeah. genes are programmed a certain way that may be different than mine. Yeah. So we know that we can go back really far, but that you can't control. And even the things that happen in childhood, we have uh, adverse childhood experiences, yeah. which could be a divorce, it could be even just simple as bullying, you could be going through the, a war, you can be in a famine, all these things will affect the way you age and if you are predisposed to certain diseases. Yeah. That's childhood. So you really, <clears throat> longevity does start in childhood yeah. and even before that. And I look at menopause the same way because we understand already through some research, with such limited research yeah. on females as it is, even less so on women going through menopause. Yeah. But what we learned is if you have anxiety or depression in your youth, you're gonna have likely that, uh, or at least be predisposed to have that during menopause as well. Those people who, just, who, do, who do have depression very often have it as well in their youth. So just being aware of that and knowing that, and knowing it's coming, and it doesn't mean that we're doomed. Just because your parents were went through the Holocaust and maybe you have a disrupted HPA access, meaning you, you are, responding to stress differently than somebody who hasn't it doesn't mean you're doomed you can reprogram this yeah. this is good news because yeah. yeah. there, there is there is hope yeah. and the earlier you do it the better and i think yeah. people in the biohacking community and just like you you're working on prevention yeah. it's so much easier right than, yes. than, than yes. trying to cure so something yeah 
definitely yeah. prevention. That just made me think, I wonder, like, how COVID will yeah. have affected that whole generation. Mm. I mean, it not just us, but the younger generation as well. Like, I think know. it affects them really badly. So both yeah. my, it wasn't the greatest of time for us because I was going through a divorce and we oh. were all lumped together. So, it was, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it was... It was um, I mean, for my, my, my yeah. kids, they're probably worse and benefits. We probably spend more time together as a family, mm-hmm. right? Because we weren't all it, it was separate doing yeah. work and school. But again, I think the, the lack of social connection with their peers mm-hmm. was... I mean, it was hard for me. Yeah. At yeah. my level, it was hard for my husband. It was hard for the little one, for the middle one, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think each on our own different level... You miss being with your people because yeah. even though your family are your people, yeah. you've got a community. You know, like here we have our mm-hmm. wellness community. Could you <laughs> imagine you if COVID had have started after we'd all joined? No, here? that would have been. I would have moved <laughs> in oh, here. Oh, we would have all moved in here and isolated together. <laughs> um, um, but we did have some. So I mean, the kind of the theme of our podcast is obviously about biohacking more for beginners. Hmm. and how to make biohacking accessible, free, low-cost, because we all know we're very lucky to have access to a beautiful Mm. sunlight and sauna and a cryotherapy, but not everybody does, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So we always try and get guests to uh, recommend a biohack of the week, which is free or low-cost. But specifically for you, we wanted to ask, have have you got like a top two, three, four, five free or low-cost biohack specifically for menopause. menopause yes it's funny because a lot of people think of when I mentioned biohacking most people don't know what that is and the people who do they think it's just spending a lot of money on gadgets and saunas mm-hmm. and and in fact in my book and I know a lot of biohackers think the same I look at it as a pyramid there's a base and the base is that foundation which is good nutrition, whatever that means for you, getting the right amounts and appropriate amount of, of exercise as well as recovery and uh, sleep and stress management. It's your community, your purpose in life, these social social connections. So that's really the foundation. Most of that stuff is free. Yeah. So and, and very often that foundation is the same f- not only for longevity but for menopause, yeah. we can do so many things. We ha- it's great to have a sauna, for example. The red light therapy is wonderful for, for women going through menopause who need to sleep better, lower their stress. Joint pain is also very common in menopause. The uh, stress, anxiety, gut issues, you know, it sounds like a horrible thing. I don't want to describe menopause as all this, but these are just some of the symptoms. It's, it's similar symptoms of aging. It's, it's it's just that women tend to experience it in this very short period of time, and they and, and it's it's a bit more intense and more concentrated for us. It's because we have this, this very sudden drop in our estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. These are sex hormones, whereas men, they have the very much slower mm, drop. Yeah. So we just kind of sometimes fall off a cliff and and it doesn't mean that everybody has these symptoms all the time and and they're very intense some women have zero symptoms so yes please listen if you're going through menopause there are plenty of women who have zero symptoms and don't even notice the transition to menopause okay i, I don't i don't want to discredit for the ones who do but i want to also take away that fear that we're all gonna just yeah. die really fast <laughs> so so we that, that the red light therapy, for example, is one great hack for some of these symptoms. However, not all of us can get into a sauna. Yeah. 
we can have a red light therapy device that may cost hundreds of dollars, but we can get outside and see a sunrise mm -hmm. or watch a sunset and we have this red light. The only difference is that, well, we, we, we need to wake up early in the morning or we need to make sure we somehow catch it at night and that's why these devices are, are quite easy because we can get access to it whenever you want but you it, you still you can make a little effort and maybe go to bed a little bit earlier and try to catch it maybe it's on a rooftop of your apartment building if you're not living in a countryside but it's really really powerful and what I what I think maybe for example red light therapy device you could actually put it directly on your skin for you know help your hip joint pain but yeah. we can't do that with the sun but we do get a lot of other benefits right we get just the grounding that perhaps maybe you're going outside take kick off your shoes and and put your feet on the grass if there's dew on it even better because you're getting a lot more conduction with the electric it's one so those are two things that we both do on a daily basis sunlight straight away well it's hard in the UK but yeah when it yeah. comes and the grounding yeah. we actually have grounding mats for when we can't get outside but yeah when you do go outside, down, what does it so look like? What do you do, for example? What is, give a so visual live, for people who are listening. I live in. in an apartment, so I have a balcony. So okay. I will go out, and Joey said, 10 minutes. I can't say I'm having 10 minutes all the yeah. time because <laughs> yeah. it is quite cold in the UK some yeah. mornings. But direct. I go and stand on my, on my grass. You stand on the, you got grass, so yeah. you can yeah. go in there. So I stand on the grass, get the light in, and then get the grounding at the same time. Yeah. These bikes, so we also do something here, they ground you as well. The, really? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, it's, so that, that's a great, this, so that's some of the great biohacking gadgets that we, if we can afford them, I, I would include them in your life. And, and there was some very interesting study I pulled out for my community where it showed, it did a, the, the cooling, heating, um, test you can see an image it's kind of looks kind of like the dexa scan right where you see the the fat yeah. in different colors and and the muscle in different colors so this one showed basically inflammation so they had two legs <laughs> somebody who pre-grounding they were orangey yellow some spots were red because they had inflammation mm -hmm. from i don't know maybe some injury or something and then they had them ground outside on the grass taking out their shoes standing there for 10 15 minutes then they took another scan and their legs were all blue and green. It's phenomenal. I mean, the, the, I think grounding is so... Underrated. Underrated. <laughs> and, and in the UK, none of my friends have a clue. When they, when I talk about grounding, they're like, oh. You nature <laughs> granola person. <laughs> you hippie. You, hippie, but, yeah. <laughs> but it, it, the benefits are amazing. And I, and I guess one of the symptoms of menopause are higher cortisol levels because there's more anxiety, more stress. Yes. So the cold therapy will come in for that. Yes. And, you know, you don't have to. We're very, again, fortunate to do cryotherapy, but you can take a cold shower. And is that one of yes. the things that can help in the menopause or... Yes, yes, it definitely. We have Menopause, some women are triggered by heat. So if it's if getting out in the heat or maybe a sauna or it is actually making you feel worse, then, then don't do it. Yeah. But the cold, you, it's actually hot flashes. Well, yeah, you'd, you'd welcome cryotherapy. You'd welcome ice bathing yeah. or a cold shower in the morning. Dr. Stephanie Estima, do you follow her? She's from Canada, and she has a, she has a great podcast. Um, 
better it was called the better the better podcast and uh it, it just talked a lot about females and she's in canada and she says yeah i go out and does exactly like you she has a goes out into the balcony with her tank top in the freezing cold winter of of canada and she gets her that's her cold therapy it's free right it's free. she's she doesn't she it's pretty chilly right when mm -hmm. you go outside and if you can just stand it for five minutes or ten minutes you get a buzz you get more energy you do get a buzz that's for sure <laughs> we this both joey and i will say this is one of the best things that we do the cold therapy and, and if we weren't able to do this on the days we can't we do cold showers yes and, and i can't start my day without that yes the, the, the cold the cold therapy that um, works when you live in a cold country too because i did this in hong kong and the water just did not get hot no, cold enough no. <laughs> i'm like where okay this is not gonna work it's too warm <laughs> by the ice by the ice but yeah. yeah um okay so that was yeah that was that so in terms of free hacks the grounding is easy getting out for a sunrise or watch a sunset to get that red light and women going through menopause and uh, so one the biggest the biggest complaints are often the hot flashes slash night sweats and removing those triggers would be important some women find that alcohol triggers that so monitor yourself see if that's a trigger hot food hot soup or hot coffee hot teas that may also trigger so getting to know your body that's free and it's actually good for you anyways to to understand how you're reacting when do your hot flashes come on stress is also a trigger for hot flashes so pay attention to those stressors is it you having an argument with your mom or you get a terrible email just before you go to bed all these things you want to those are free just just try to lower those triggers that's an easy thing women also struggle with unexplained weight gain this belly fat that yeah. suddenly appears out of nowhere despite eating the same things you haven't changed your diet you haven't changed your exercise and the research is showing that women just become more insulin resistant as we age and losing our hormones and the loss of estrogen which is so wonderful for building muscle yeah. that's gone it's so much harder <laughs> to build muscle so so I always like to find ways to balance the estrogen and progesterone and make sure we, we top up, whether that's through bioidentical hormones or some people use adaptogens or herbs or supplements and, and you can do those things. But let's say you're working for something for free, I would say understand your body a bit better if in, in terms of insulin resistance, know which foods are could be spiking your blood sugar and we can without having to buy a blood glucose monitor, which is a lovely biohack if you can do that. I think it's about 60 pounds or something for that. A two-week experiment on yourself, great. If you can't, then just kind of go what may be and, and hack it, if, even if you don't know. So if you love your porridge in the morning, if you've looked at, say, the glucose goddess, she gives so much content on yes. Instagram. I was, just gonna, I was just gonna say that. She's so good. Well and awesome. Yeah, her book, like, just learn a little bit about glucose, blood sugar. Uh, you can get free stuff online. And she, she would say, okay, love your oatmeal, hack it with a bunch of cinnamon, maybe coconut milk. So you want to get a, a, a fat, maybe yeah. almond butter, coconut milk, if you like those things, or 
cinnamon. Cinnamon's a great way to control blood glucose levels as well. So I just put cinnamon on everything. I <laughs> just cinnamon. in case. I, didn't know that. I thought yeah. it was just a Christmas thing. I yeah. love the smell yeah. of it at Christmas time. Just, right. yeah, I carry it in my And what suitcase. do you think about maybe using quinoa flakes instead of oat flakes? That's, again, very in, in bio-individual. Yeah. I think, personally, me, when I tested it, it was less of a spike yeah. on quinoa. Same, that's why, because I did the yeah. blood glucose monitor and I had less of a spike. Um, yeah, but I've had people, but, I've got, taking clients through them and I am, I, and I, even though I'm convinced, you know, oatmeal will spike your blood sugar, it didn't in their yeah, case. And okay. you think, well, maybe it's the way they slept, maybe it's the way they exercised, maybe they paired it with something. It's all, that's yeah. why this, this experiment is so cool. If you can yeah. afford to get the mm -hmm. blood glucose monitor, you can do all these little experiments yeah. with yourself, not look at anyone else who cares what they say controls the blood sugar or not. You know very well what is yeah. working for you or not. So that's another yeah. wonderful hack to, to learn how to control blood sugar yeah. insulin resistance as you age. Yeah. Great. Cool. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, we gave three three hacks. We've got the... The, um, the grounding, free, go outside, get the sunset, sunrise. The second one was um, the grounding as well. When you're getting your sunrise, you, you pair things up. It's great yeah, to stack yeah, stuff. Yeah. Just stand on the grass. efficiency, right? <laughs> yeah, stand up, plank of wood, whatever. Yeah. And then put cinnamon on everything. That's my, yeah. <laughs> my three cinnamon. hacks. Yeah. I that, yeah. yeah. I can do yeah. that one. We may, maybe add that into our so, hacks. Yeah, that would so be great. So we're doing a 100 day challenge at the moment. So we can put all three of these as our biohack of the week. Yes. Because I think, I mean, a lot of people are doing, we're putting the biohack of the week and they're kind of trying to build these habits over time. Ah. So the listeners will do one biohack and then they'll carry on with it and then add another one in the next week and carry on with it. So this is how we're trying to build up incremental habits Fabulous. and make it not overwhelming for people, basically. So and if they can stack it, yeah. eat mm -hmm. your breakfast with the cinnamon on it outside on the grass looking and at, a sunrise. At the sunrise. Yeah. <laughs> Just hack three cool. of them right now. <laughs> yeah. In 10 minutes, like, we and are you about are, that. yeah. Efficiency. Because it could get, yeah, it could get overwhelming when, as, when you yes. learn all this stuff, yeah. you're trying to do it all. And it just yeah. so people know, biohackers don't do it all. Hey, we, we choose yeah, we what, what works. <laughs> we try, but we, and we've also tried to do it. And so you will spend four to five hours of your morning and then four hours before bed to try to get the perfect sleep hygiene. Yeah. And it's impossible. So what, what you do is find out ones that work best yeah. for you. You experiment. And then you, if I had small kids when I was on this journey yeah. learning what to do, I just feel like I can't do anything. I have more time now. It's the luxury of going through menopause and you, yeah. your kids are usually out of the house mm -hmm. and you have a little bit more time for yourself. So yeah. you can invest a little bit more time, but, but still we, we very often crunch for time. So stacking stuff and learning what works best for you and yeah. not try to do it all because it's, literally impossible well to do then you're kind of anti-biohacking aren't you because then you're getting stressed about it and that's not how so, yeah. Yeah, yeah we need to not get stressed about it and um, but it's, that's kind yeah. of why we're doing our 100 day challenge and it's like if people want to just do one biohack for the 100 days yeah. just do one and then your brain will accept that habit and you've got that you could then do another one for another 100 days it doesn't really matter yeah. or if you want to pick three that you can stack in the morning and then you have this cool morning routine that you yeah. can just start your day with and then not think about it for the rest of the day so yeah because it becomes a habit if you yeah. can make it a habit yeah and anchoring so is days, too. apparently it takes 100 days for the brain to accept it as, in, as, something a, habit. as a habit you know what I got as a habit and it stuck incredibly was 
I decided I have to learn how to meditate. I always, once a year I meditate because <laughs> I hear it's really good and then I d never do it. Yeah. And I happened to be in one place. I was in Marbella in the south of Spain mm -hmm. and I was getting these PRP injections and you need to be there for six weeks because you had to space them out. So I was like, oh, I've got six weeks and I'm right by the beach. So I made an announcement on Instagram that I am going to meditate every day for six weeks. And then I got all these messages like, uh, yay, bravo. And I was like, oh, shoot, actually, people are really watching me. Uh, <laughs> I really dude. have to do this. And I and that held me accountable. Yes. And I did it every day. Some days it was literally one minute. You know, yeah. I took, I went to the beach. I filmed. I, I sat there for a minute. Because I, what I would film was just me on the beach, like, okay, here I am doing my yeah. meditation. That's all. It was like 15 seconds, right? So done. And then I would do one minute, five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour, depending, whatever. I, I just, yeah. I didn't commit to how much I do. I just yeah. said I would do it every day. And I did it every day. Yeah. And in six weeks, it became a habit that I didn't stop yeah. because I, I knew I could do it just for one minute. And you feel almost weird not doing it because who doesn't have one minute yeah. to spare? And it just became a habit. So I would, when I recommend people to create habits make an announcement try yes. to make it public holds you accountable mm -hmm. and this and is what tony spoke to us about yeah so his I biohack heard, yeah. was a whatsapp with somebody anybody, oh yes, yes yes and it keeps you accountable and yes. it's amazing like, i've been doing a lot with my friends on this and i mean they just use me as a, <laughs> a as an inbox <laughs> now yes. but yes. it does keep people accountable yeah it's, yeah yeah that's it's a, a good one it's a really cool one yeah so many Awesome. So many of them. Oh, that yes. was really fun, though. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you've got so much amazing information, and tell thank me, you for sharing. Tell it. me about uh, what you girls know about menopause or perimenopause. It'd be interesting. I'm starting to do some reels about younger people. What are their expectations? So, uh, actually, very little. So, we, it's one of the topics we are coming up to now, and we want to really touch on. So, we went to the event yesterday. Yeah. It's very little people know about the menopause in the UK all I remember is my mum saying I'm hot yeah for about 15 years so much 15 but years it felt yeah. like it it <laughs> felt like it <laughs> she doesn't listen so I can say it but it yeah. did and friends are now going through it and yeah. I know I have friends that are anxiety and anxious yeah they're not sleeping Sleep. properly they're really moody. A couple of my friends have openly admitted that sometimes they have to take themselves off because they feel that agitated with their husband or mm -hmm. children. Mm -hmm. um, that's probably the bit that scares me. It, it, I, I would hate for my mood to change and not be able to control it. And, and I know one of the calmest people I know, she really has struggled with uh -huh. an uneven mood. Is she, or are all these women attributing this to menopause perimenopause yeah yeah they so are. they're aware at least that perhaps they're not going crazy or perhaps yes. it's yeah. not depression it could be this transition and then maybe they'll wait it through are they doing anything about it I think there's enough probably narrative for people to think this is what this might be I'm noticing these changes and I think this is what it might be but I think there's definitely a reluctancy to go and seek professional help until they feel like their symptoms are really severe or they mm. maybe have a very stereotypical symptom like a hot flush whereas maybe some of them our age kind of late 30s early 40s are actually just having a little bit of anxiety mm -hmm. or a little bit of sleeplessness and they think it's not enough 
have to almost I feel like a lot of the conversations I'm hearing are like well I'll wait until I it's worse mm. and for me particularly being nutrition I'm sort of like but there are so many things you can do yeah like yeah. right now to feel yeah. better yes. that you don't even have to go to the GP or and anybody to do you could actually do it yourself but there seems to be this it started so I'll wait until that's like saying coming something coming to you saying you know what I'm pretty diabetic but I'll just wait until I get diabetes exactly. before I get yeah, my exactly. insulin shots and yeah you think well no why no, should you wait you can do so much yeah. and I, it, just to clarify you probably knew this already or learned it yesterday at the conference that menopause on average is well menopause is 12 consecutive months without a period yeah. so if you get your period for nine months and then the, I mean you don't have a period for nine months and then you get it you got to start the clock all over again which I think okay. is the stupidest measurement because some doctors will not help you until you actually have those 12 months and you meanwhile you're suffering on this roller coaster yeah. if you're having these symptoms so it's like it's it's wrong but then perimenopause means the time around this menopause one day event yeah. And that is about five years. I've heard some people say ten years before. Everybody's different, mm -hmm. and that just means when you your your hormones start to decline. Yeah. So that may be between 40, 45. So in your early 40s, you already need to start paying attention what's happening, and you're and, and, and notice that if there are changes, perhaps maybe maybe not, it's due to some hormonal fluctuations yeah. because you may go wild. Well, didn't react this way normally to yeah. this situation yeah. I'm usually in much more under control and suddenly you, you you're a bit more moody or you feel more touched so somehow you're crying for no reason uh, and that could be perimenopause but sometimes it's just life transitions which during this time we've been raising a family maybe the kids have left yeah. the house now your role as a mom is shifted and you don't know where is your place in the world maybe you're going through a divorce maybe you're moving countries maybe you hate your job and you got to change for a new one or you lost it there's so much life transition that happens around yeah. this peri menopausal yes. area that it's not just hormones at any stage of your life you yeah. would be reacting a little bit more with anxiety and mm -hmm. depression or whatever so it's just that sometimes maybe it's the transition sometimes it's the hormones coupled together yeah. and then it just exacerbates so the loss of hormones may maybe have a bit more exacerbation of, of certain reactions yeah. so it doesn't mean it's the end of the world there there are things that we can do anything after that date that you have 12 months consecutive months for that period is called post menopause and then you have early menopause which is happening in your 30s which is not totally unusual it's more unusual but just to be aware so I want women to first yeah. be aware start reading about menopause and learning about it now like yeah. no matter what age you are my daughter is making my reels for my video <laughs> she knows she's 23 she knows too much about menopause but it's good that she knows yeah. and is prepared and, and I encourage every man to learn about menopause yeah. because I think if they understood what was happening to their partners mm. um, or their um, worker, people who they work with, yes. it's, it's very important. Yeah. And then they'll understand and help that person through the transition yeah. and have a little bit more empathy or, or, or whatever. So I think being aware is number one. Number two, I think women, all women at any age need to know what their hormones are doing. Yes. Where are you at now? Yeah. Right? 
I was just going to ask you yes. about like specific metrics and things like that. Even you know, I I know I've tracked my cycle for a long time, for years. Right? Bravo! And um, <laughs> and I've noticed recently in the last year that my ovulation is getting slightly earlier, which mm -hmm. I know is potentially a changes in, in that hormones, I can yeah. see that is a change in my hormones. So. I was wondering, like, you know, is cycle tracking, all of that, is that helpful for younger women to then, then you know what your base is, right? Your, yes. your, your healthy base. <laughs> yes, know where you're at now and know yeah. what's normal if you're feeling normal or healthy or, yeah. or whatever. Sometimes we feel normal and yeah, actually we're, we're just used to feeling really bad. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. Which is pretty much most of the <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So it's good to know, and then you see trends. Just because you have one day off or whatever doesn't really yeah. mean anything. Just like we track with our aura rings or if your body composition scale, it doesn't matter what it shows. It just matters what, where are you trending yeah. to give you a better accurate idea of what's happening. So I always think, knowing your hormones, are you one of those people that get a PMS or do you feel a little bit for more carbohydrate cravings the week before your period uh, do you are you more fatigued during certain times of the month and so we have some data do you follow dr. Stacy Sims yeah. she's brilliant for female um, active people and she 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 may show okay the data shows this but yet we know that we're bio-individual that's yeah. why we're biohackers so mm -hmm. take that information but don't like program yourself like oh I'm gonna feel like that no yeah. maybe maybe not just be aware of it and then track your cycle, track your moods, track your periods, track your vaginal fluids, track your libido, track everything you possibly can without going crazy, what's normal for you. And then when when life changes and you start to hit transitions, you can go, huh, is it the menopause? Is it perimenopause? Is it maybe just some changes in my life? I love, I'm a big fan of journaling. Yeah. Yes. And that's you know one of the mo people resist that the most <laughs> and I did that when I was 10 like I'm not gonna do that but it is so helpful just to get emotions off and into a piece of paper yeah. and you have to be as honest as you possibly can with yourself yeah. just just make sure or feel convince yourself that no one else is gonna read this you may have shame you may have anger you may have fears but it has to come out Thank you so much for coming on. It was amazing. Amazing. Uh, we an absolute pleasure. I mean, maybe if we could even Zoom you another time and carry yes. on the conversation, if you're or next time you're back in London, I think. Anytime, anytime. Do you come back often? Do you? I maybe once a year, once okay. a year, not super often, but yeah. uh, I will be back. I will be back. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, we'll stay in touch on Zoom. Yeah, and I'm super excited you. to meet you. I'm you so too. glad you got more women and the world coming out and doing doing good stuff that you do. So keep going. I'm thank super you. excited. And thank, thank you so you. much for really coming. Really appreciate it. And a big thank you and shout out to Hux Health for sponsoring this podcast. We totally love their hydration tablets and we have a special code for you guys to receive 20% off. It's sweaty AF20. So go check them out now. Biohacking can be a powerful tool for optimizing physical and mental performance, improving overall health and enhancing quality of life. However, it is important to approach biohacking with caution and consult with a healthcare professional before making any significant changes to your lifestyle or using any new supplements or technologies. Or use your own discernment like we do. Um, we aren't health professionals. This is a personal journey where we are sharing tips that we find useful.
So one final question I have. Um, I think you will agree with this. I've noticed a massive difference in my skin. It just feels softer. So that's obviously the near yeah. infrared light. Will everybody see, see an improvement in their skin? I've also noticed I don't get dry skin in the winter anymore. I used to get dry skin on my legs no matter how well hydrated I was, how much I moisturised, but the last two winters since I've been using the sauna, no dry skin. That's amazing. Yeah, so that's, yes, it's the near. So the near is the frequency of light that we know for sure is actually toning the skin, tightening the skin, boosting collagen, for sure. It's the anti-aging one. But actually, even our um, locations and our customers who have just the far infrared wavelength and the other saunas that we have, even the one I have at home, it's the portable laying down one. Yeah. That one is just far infrared, and I find amazing benefits with my skin, even without the near. And this is because the skin is just a representation on what's happening on the inside, so, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So if you're detoxing from a cellular level, it's going to represent on your skin. I spoke to a lady who was super interesting. She's like, Praveen, I've been using my solar system for a year. I don't have acne rosacea anymore. And I thought I needed to buy your impulse, the one I'm wearing now, because of the near. And I said, well, no, that's because you are detoxing. Like skin, and especially acne rosacea, that is just an inflammatory skin condition. Like it's a symptom, but there's a root cause for it. Yeah. So if you're able to detox from the inside, inside, that will, of course, reflect on the yeah. skin. So everyone... As long as you're in here, it doesn't matter which one you're in, you'll, 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 you'll see. see benefits on the skin. But yeah, the near infrared, these ones here, definitely that's like the one that's really boosting collagen. So next time we're in here, I'm just going to put my face up to it. Actually, he's got um, the little handheld loom, is it? Yeah, the Lumineer. Yeah. yeah. Um, what is that just you can bring that in and yeah so in here you don't really need to because no. we've already got that in yeah, here okay. but that's really great for our other ones that are just the fire infrared mm -hmm. um and then you can use you get just a little bit of these near infrared panels and you can use it on your face yeah. or on your shoulders your knees wherever you need to okay. if you've got like inflammation uh -huh. um, near infrared is definitely skin but also it's great for muscle recovery so a lot of the clinical studies done on like athletes and yeah. sports performance with light therapy is actually on near infrared and the reason why is because collagen is one of the most abundant proteins in the body so people think oh it's making me look great which it does but it's not just for our skin it's actually really important for our muscles as well yeah. so that's like your handheld device you can use yeah super handy if you've got just the fire infrared and you still want the benefits yeah um, we always ask, I'm putting you a bit on the spot here, because usually we, we talk about this before, but um, we always ask for a biohack of the week. Um, this could be, we'd like them to be free, or you can do a free one and a non-free one. And it can be, it doesn't have to be related to the topic that we've been talking about, it can be like, you know, is it a personal biohack yeah. that you do, or anything. But if you could make... Your favourite, maybe other than the infrared, because of course that's going to be one of your favourites. Yeah. So, so a yeah. favourite biohack of yours that you would... Okay, well, yeah, obviously it's the infrared. <laughs> but, um, yeah, a free one, and that I actually do. A lot of people will think that you need to, like spend lots of money on like electrolytes right you want to replenish electrolytes which you definitely can do but some people who are just starting off and they don't really know which electrolytes to get they haven't done research are really what I do as well and I still do it actually is I will literally just put a little bit of lemon and just like some Himalayan pink sewing water 
and that's a really great biohack I do when I'm in the sauna to obviously replenish electrolytes but also helps aid in detoxification as yeah, well okay. and it's free anyone can go and do that yeah okay that's a great one I mean I do that we, we take electrolytes yeah um, because so we're we taking are. them now <laughs> we're kindly sponsored by hacks um, but on t- but as well as taking electrolytes I actually do that so yeah, my first yeah. thing every morning is salt in water yeah, so I use the grey Celtic sea salt or yeah. pink Himalayan salt so a good natural salt not refined don't be putting white table salt in your water or anything for that matter um so yeah i think that's really good and i think you can definitely use them in combination because there are only so many electrolytes you want to drink in one day yes so, um, exactly yeah i'll start my morning exactly the same with yeah. it and um yeah after the sauna i'll do it as well but yeah these are great as well that we're taking yeah. right now but some people starting off they've got no idea they're brand new yeah. to it and that's a really good first step just to, right. to replenish the electrolytes. It's basically free. Yes, know, yes, it is basically yeah. free. Most people can yeah get some good quality sea salt or Himalayan. Yeah, amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming yeah, in. That's it's okay. Really Thanks for having me. In. Yeah. Um, and yeah, as always, if you're radically going to change your diet, lifestyle, supplements, anything, please go and speak to um, a healthcare professional first. Um, and we will see you again next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.